Welcome aboard, space travelers. Please lower your harness and keep your hands and arms inside the vehicle at all times. Prepare for blast-off. to another episode of that Disneyland Paris podcast. I am Nick, and of course, as always, got my wingman. Yeah, I'm here. Yeah, kind of, I suppose. Ish. <laughs> I'm all getting to that in a minute. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, we recorded, well, some of us recorded a podcast on Monday. It was very, very hot, and not as bad as Tuesday, but I mean, it was still absolutely awful. I mean, I, I recorded the podcast with a fan at my feet. Yeah. Because it, I, I couldn't have the fan on properly because otherwise it would, uh, you know, obviously cause interference with the, the microphone. So it just had to be on my feet and that was that was enough. But Jesus, yeah. the weather in it, over here has just been yeah. horrendous, hasn't it? Yeah. It just, and it's not even that we're not used to it. It is... We could probably cope with that, say in Florida, we'd we'd be all right. But here, just no. But it's the the thing is, this is what I try and explain to people that don't understand. Like when you go to a country that is used to this kind of weather, it's designed in that way. I.e., the buildings are designed a certain way. Aircon's a lot more uh, available, frequent. Um, than we have in this country, you know, it's really it's what supermarkets, offices, yeah. maybe. Um, I mean, and even then, not all of them. Uh, you know, I've worked in offices that have had no aircon before. Um, you know, we just we're not we're not geared up for it as a country. Our houses are designed to keep heat in, not let heat yeah. out. So <laughs> yeah. that's why suburbs are so bad. So the thing is, even though we've we've both been to you know orlando at times when the weather would have been the same temperature the humidity is different the atmosphere is different and everywhere you go is different you know you can just walk into a gift shop air conditioned walk onto a ride air conditioned you know you don't have to go very far to be somewhere cool and shady um we are not geared up for it so yeah a few extra degrees and we well, not just we melt. I mean, as we were talking before, train tracks melt, tram lines melt, yep. trams themselves melt. It's uh, yep. it's fun. It's fun. Yeah, um, yeah But talking of hot stuff, of course, there has been uh, a hot topic of conversation, and we didn't record. Well, first of all, neither of us, one of us pushed the other one to record an episode beforehand. But yep. we knew that there was a soft opening for Avengers Campus and the official opening of Avengers Campus. And I thought it was better that we recorded after it opened just in case anything major happened or changed or because knowing our luck, we would have recorded this on, you know, Tuesday. Sweat our yeah. asses off. And then the official opening would have been on Wednesday and then something spectacular would have happened. 
that we'd have completely yeah. ignored. So we yeah. thought it was best to wait until after it had officially opened, which it now has. We are now uh, almost two days, two full operating days worth of Avengers Campus being open to the yep. general public now. Pretty much. Um, it's just closing its second day. Yeah, exactly. So As we record. Yeah, we, yeah. Well, of course, I think it's half ten, isn't it? That it closes yeah. now. So, yep. yeah, and we're an hour ahead. So, um, yeah. so yeah, we wanted to, we wanted to wait for that. We both also had kind of attempted to actually get there at different points in time and failed miserably. <laughs> Mine yeah. was not as spectacular as yours. Um, nice. I could have, you know, realistically, I probably because I I was trying to work out when to go. Right, I knew what day it was opening, um, and I was looking at transport to to get there, and there was a huge difference. And this is where it becomes stupid sometimes, right? So it would have worked out cheaper overall for me to have gone on Sunday and stayed until Thursday than if I'd have gone Tuesday and come back Thursday. Right now, I've got to pay for X days of hotel, and I'll, that's all factored in. The cost of the flight was that much cheaper; it offset the additional cost of a hotel for two days. Yeah, it was stupid. So that was my plan, and in the end, I divvied and divvied and divvied, and then kind of left it a little bit too late because I then couldn't guarantee myself part days, and I thought then that's you know, there's no point in doing it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I I got to a fairly close stage of of going, and I had also tried to go as a shareholder. That didn't work. I honestly believe uh, they offered about two tickets to shareholders because yeah. I don't know anyone that got a ticket as a shareholder. They had one off. It's interesting because I've I've not heard anything about shareholders at all. I, I know I couldn't even find anything about it. We got an email, so um, you know if you kept your details up to date, etc. There was an email that went out to say um, shareholders are going to have early access to uh, Avengers Campus, and it was going to be the tenth of July. So that was the Sunday. Yep. So the official, not the official, but the like the press preview, I guess, was the ninth of July. And what they were offering was tickets for entry on Sunday to both parks and then an allotted time slot in the afternoon at a time to be determined uh, where shareholders could then go into Avengers Campus. And the way you had to apply for this was you had to send an email, not before... 9:30 a.m. or 10:30 a.m. Paris time on a particular day. If you sent an email early, you were disqualified. If you sent, uh, if if you applied, but you had also applied as a annual pass holder, you were also disqualified. So my thinking here is that most shareholders are probably annual pass holders still. Oh. Now, bearing in mind that they had about seven or eight days' worth of annual pass holder previews, I found it very strange that 
no one seemed to get in on the shareholders thing. Like I'm in a shareholders Facebook group as well, which is only open to uh, shareholders. You have to give your number. It's run. It's run by Disney. Uh, and you have to prove your credentials before they let you into this group, right? And no one in that group seemed to get a ticket. Um, so everyone followed their rules, but no one seemed to get a ticket. They just said, it's it's fully booked. So I honestly believe they offered, like, a few tickets. Yeah. Because there's no way. And I saw loads of people complaining about it, going, well, who's got tickets? Because I've just got told yeah. I haven't got tickets. Um, and I just find it very weird that there was so so many annual pass holder days. And they explicitly said, if you're going on an annual pass holder day, you cannot go on the shareholders day as well. It's one or the other. So there must have been a very, very small window of people that wouldn't yeah. have tried to apply for a pass holder day as well. So, yeah, I think the whole thing was a con, and it's just another example of how the shareholders get screwed. They have to do stuff because that was part of the credentials, but the fact that they didn't specify how many and the fact that nobody has said, oh, I got tickets, is what is bamboozling me. Very, very strange. Yeah, yeah. Um, but anyway, regardless. So that was that. Then you... Well, I'll let you. I'll let you t- tell your story. So, yeah, uh, I've been an annual pass holder since November. Uh, haven't used my annual pass. Um, at the time, I had a couple of trips that I couldn't do. Um, one, again, the rules had changed. We couldn't go into the country. Then the second time, I had a family trip, and we pushed that aside as well because at the time. We didn't know when the rules were going to change, so it hasn't been used. It's been sat in my wallet for, what, seven, eight months now. Um, And I'd kept aside the day's holiday specifically for the opening of Avengers Campus. I mean, that is is quite... That's very forthcoming planning, that is. Yeah. Yep, so... I've had that. Obviously, my holiday starts January, so I've kept that aside for it would have been what five months um waited for that date to come along i'd heard rumors of a date last week um so i'd i'd booked a place in the park for that day um that wasn't right obviously it then came out about a week after that that it it was actually this week so i changed it as soon as i announced it i got my my booking in for my annual pass um i booked my holiday at work I had a voucher from Eurostar from three years ago um, from the Run Disney weekend um, back in 2020. Uh, so not three years. It uh, would have been, yeah. Coming up it's to nearly three years. Three years yeah. Since, yeah, since I booked it. Um, so I used that. I booked my travel home um, with my voucher um, because I knew it being the middle of the week, I didn't want to be gone for too long. Um, so I did that. I booked my travel home, um, for yesterday evening. As we say, this is Thursday. Um, I booked it for Wednesday evening, the direct train coming home. And I thought the only way I can get there is I'm going to book a coach, um, to get over during the night and be there exactly for opening. I was due to arrive. In fact, I was doing it a, a bit of a weird way. 
I was getting the coach, and it's the same coach that goes all the way through to Charles de Gaulle. But it was quicker for me to get off at Lille and get the train from yeah. Lille yeah. Yeah. To, to Disneyland Paris direct. And it was getting me there about half an hour before opening, which I thought, great, brilliant. I'll be there. I'll get in. I'll get in the queue for Avengers Campus. I've got all day. I'm sure I'll get in and it'll be fine. So eventually, I because I, normally I get the coach to London. I'm in the East Midlands. I normally get the, the coach down to London. And I was looking. And the times weren't great. I was either having to get my wife to, to finish work early and, Who? and get the little one. My Who? wife. Thank you. My wife. Um, so and I looked and I thought, no, I'll, I'll just put the train. Because I'm going to be late home on the on the Wednesday night. I can get a return on the train. Everything's fine. Um, so I booked everything. No problems. I wasn't staying, obviously. I was just going to do one day in the park. I'd sleep on the coach overnight. Um, and it'd be fine. And then, obviously, this heat wave hit. Um, on Sunday, it started, didn't it? Yes. Um, and there was talk that things trains weren't going to be running properly. Um, and the East Midlands Railway, they announced they were cutting down from two trains an hour to one. Um, so I thought, I got, got to Monday morning and I checked. And the train on Monday that I was getting on the Tuesday had been cancelled. And I thought, oh, here we go. So I booked the train that was still surviving the next day. Um, thinking, oh, that'll be fine. Went to work on Monday. Yeah, it was it was hot. There was problems. Not too bad. I got home. I thought, right, I can get that early train. I'll be there a bit earlier. It means I won't have to get on the tube across London. I'll be able to walk it and stay in the fresh air. Um, and then fresh air. about two. But yeah, <laughs> no fresh as, air. as much as it can be. Yeah. Um, and then about tea time. Uh, I got a text message from the coach company saying they'd moved my booking to another coach. And I thought, hmm. And I went into it. Yeah, they'd moved me to the next morning. Oh, my God. At half past seven the next morning. It, it basically, the time I should have been getting to Lille. Yeah. Um, and I literally, I, I tried every way. Um I looked at the last train going to Paris on the Tuesday night. It was, I couldn't get there. Um, the latest one was eight o'clock and I just, I couldn't get to, to down to London. Um, there was no other coaches. Um, so pretty much it was, it was done for at that point yeah. um, on the Monday evening. Um, and then the next morning I, I canceled everything. Cancelled all my trains, um, cancelled um, the coach um, that they'd moved me on. Uh, I cancelled my train in France um, and, and I didn't move my Eurostar until the next day. Um, but I have moved it now at the cost of £30 because it was so so last minute. I've had to pay £30 to amend my booking. Yeah, good. Um, so, and, and then the next morning I woke up Tuesday, Tuesday morning. Um, the day I should have started my travel, and my trains had been cancelled anyway, down to London. Um, I got a text message, despite the fact that I, I'd already asked for a refund. Yeah, I mean so, that's the only that's the only good thing. 
is that I mean, like, literally the only positive is the fact that it wasn't like everything changed Monday night and then Tuesday it was back on and it was too late to yeah. then change your plans again. Do you know what I mean? Like it was already yeah. it was already done and then you had the confirmation that they also said it was done. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. uh, it's not the worst, but I mean, the re- one of the reasons I didn't go was because, I mean, in the end, trying to get a Eurostar was working out pretty expensive like uh yeah. i think because I, I started looking when the date looked set in stone so i did leave it a little bit late um but it was looking like the cheapest return i could get was about 130 pound yeah back and about 90 pound there um i could fly and the flight was much cheaper. I want to say I could I could have got there and back for about one hundred and forty pounds. Yeah, and that's but, that's my other issue. You can't fly from East Midlands to Paris. Yeah, well, the thing is that the nearest the nearest airport to me um, was an EasyJet airport, and at the start yeah. of the pandemic, they pulled out. Said they were they were uh, moving their operations out of that airport. Now they're going back. Uh, so they, they cancelled everything, uh, but they have announced they they will be returning to the airport, but it won't be, I think, until either late this year or early next year. And for me to go, you know, I don't live near London. Well, I do live near London, but when you hear of a London airport, uh, as you know, they're nowhere near London. It's yeah. all a falsehood. Um, and in fact, I mean, my local airport is still considered to be a London airport, and it's not, you know, it's still not London. Um, no. There's only one airport in London. And that's London City Airport, and it is literally in, yeah. you know, as near as the centre of London as you're going to get. Um, yeah. So the thing is, for me to fly out of like Gatwick or somewhere like that, it's a pain in the ass. So yeah, uh, you know, it, it was just it was just getting too complicated, and I thought, you know what, I, I just I just can't be bothered now. Like my my enthusiasm had, had kind of died by that point. Um, so, I mean, the thing is, you're obviously going to go and see it. I'm going to go yep. and see it at some point. We're two days in. Um, I think both today and yesterday when it opened, it was about 90 minutes plus to get in to Avengers Campus. They're so basically operating a one-in, yep. one-out system. And the only way you could bypass that was if you was disabled, I believe they were letting you through. Or which I don't I don't really understand. I don't really get that. No. Because you've either got a capacity or you haven't, regardless of uh if you're disabled or not. Like I, I understand if they'd give you like a return time or something, but anyway, that's just what I've heard. I don't know for sure. Um or if you had a, a restaurant reservation at PIMS. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's the only one you can book for. Yeah, so so they'd let you in for that. I I, I think yeah. half an hour before uh, your your scheduled time, they'd let you in. Um, so obviously, as you'd expect, it's busy and it would be busy, and it's also um, just coming up now to start the school holidays. So when I discussed this with uh, Craig about what I was trying to do, um. And he said to me, well, what about if you go the week after? Um, because the other thing as well is my family are going on holiday uh, this weekend. So, but I'm not going with them. So I 
technically could have gone next week. And I was like, there is no way I'm going the first week of the school holidays. The UK no. school holidays. Absolutely no way. French are already on school holidays. Then add in the Brits. No, thank you. It's going to be pandemonium. Plus as well, of course, costs then go up again because it's the start of the school holidays. Yeah. So um, I will go. I will hopefully go before Christmas. I don't know. I've not got any plans yet. But I think that's probably when I'm going to go. Um, at which point, the hype would have died down. The queues would have died down, uh, I imagine. Um, I mean, it's, it's, it's obviously going to be popular still because it's new and it's Marvel. Yeah. Um, but I just, I, I can't see this keeping up. You know, I think over the summer it is going to be busy like that because everyone's going for their school holidays and it's a new land, so it will be busy. But I think, you know, once it starts to get into uh, off-peak season uh, again, it will just become uh, a, another land with a couple of attractions that will have really long queues, like Ratatouille still does, you know? Yeah. Um, but let's let's talk about it because, as we said, there was a press preview they put a lot of the ceremony or ceremonial stuff on their youtube channel and and other forms of social media um so should we talk about that yeah yeah let's talk about yeah the surprise i I would say it was a bit of a surprise because i wasn't expecting the three people that turned up to be there Huey, Dewey, and Louie, why not? <laughs> Actually, I don't, the three I don't little pigs. Yeah, I don't, I don't think uh, either of those were there. Um, do you mean the actors, or do you mean the... Yeah, the actors. I was, I was surprised, but it was a I very... suppose two of them are filming here. Well, it's, it's, a, it's a very strange choice, right? Yeah. So we had, uh, obviously, Brie Larson. Yeah. Who we know is the big geek. And it's not a surprise. No. The other thing that was weird about that, though, is that she was the only actress that they actually made a big deal about. Yeah. That was a little bit odd. Like, how did the other two feel? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Pom Clemente wasn't even mentioned. No. In a lot of the press. No. I, I, I saw someone took a picture of... They said it was her. But yeah. she was wearing sunglasses. So I was like, well, that could just be someone that looks like her. But no, it yeah. was actually her. And um, who else do we have? Miss Marvel. Yes. I can't remember her name. Iman Varani, I think, is how you say it. Or Varane. Okay. I should know that because I think she's absolutely excellent. Um... So, I mean, it was good that you had Ms. Marvel when you had Captain Marvel there. And obviously, they will be uh, in a film together, which is coming out in about a year's time, because it got pushed back again recently, I didn't realise. Very frustrating. Um, So, that kind of made sense, that they were both there, because Ms. Marvel, Captain Marvel. But then you had Mantis as well. Yeah. And the only thing is, she is French. So... That's the only only thing I can think. Is she French-Canadian? No, I think she is actually French. Okay, I thought she was Canadian. No, I believe she's French. But but the thing is, 
because of the character she plays, you wouldn't no, recognize No, you her. are right. She is French-Canadian. Oh, okay. But no. I believe she is listed as being a French actress. Yeah, she speaks French. Yeah. But, like, the thing is, obviously, Captain Marvel, Ms. Marvel, you would recognize them. Yeah. Or you should recognize them. But it would be very easy not to uh, recognize Pom because of the makeup she wears for Guardians. Yeah. You know, she she obviously, because of how they exaggerate her features in those films, she looks very different to how she looks in real life. Very controversial. I think she is very attractive both in both capacities, yeah. personally. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's very bizarre to say, man. This is, is an odd-looking uh, creature, but there you go. Um, but do you know what I mean? Like, it, it was very, yeah. it's very obvious. You know, I've seen, I've seen Pong um, in other uh, projects, and thought, oh, hang on a second, I recognise her. But it's only when you look up who it is, you go, oh yeah, of course it's Mantis. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, because of how different she looks, it, it it's not as noticeable uh, as the other two. So it's very weird that they brought the three of them out. But as I said. Only one of them got to speak at the opening ceremony. And they yep. never mentioned the other two were there at all. No. No, it was it was very strange. And it's weird because Miss Marvel is actually in Flight Force. Right. So in a no bit excuse. of rehashed footage, but But there. Um she is. She is there. But also it was the series that was streaming right now. Yeah. Like so, Captain Marvel hasn't been in a film since Endgame. Oh no, she popped up at the end of Ten Rings, didn't she? Yeah, Shang Chi. Or was it Eternal? No, it was. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was Shang Chi. Yeah, God, yeah. With so Bruce. much content, so much bloody content recently. Um, so, but we've not seen a proper Captain, you know, like a full-on Captain Marvel appearance since Endgame. And yeah. Guardians, we know Guardians Three is coming out uh, next year. Um, but again, since Endgame, we hadn't seen. Oh no, she pops up briefly in Thor, doesn't she? That's not a spoiler. It's in the trailer. Does she? Uh, she uh, does she speak though? <laughs> Has she even got a line? I think. I think they all got a line. Star Lord obviously yeah. got more than a line, but pretty much everyone else. Like I'm sure Gamora had two or three lines. I think Batista only had one. Because I was thinking, I bet he's not going to say a bloody word. But I think he yeah. did have a line. And I think she may have also had one line. But, I mean, yeah, it, it's an absolute cameo. Um, yeah. But, so, so yeah, so, so the only person that was really active, that was being really focused on at that time, was bloody Miss Marvel. And I didn't say anything about her being there at all. Yeah. Um, and considering yeah, like strange. it's all about synergy and, you know, obviously what we've seen in Avengers Campus in uh, in Disneyland is the fact that when a Disney Plus show is on the air, they are promoting it in the campus. Yeah. You know, even What If. Which, yeah. Which exactly. is bloody animated. It's uh, still represented in I, Avengers Campus. I get the horrible feeling that Disneyland Paris is going to go down its usual route. Yes. And it will just be a set, a set uh, lot of characters, and that will be it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm. And I'm, we won't see anything change. We are. We are two days in. 
we are only two days in and i also yeah. feel the same way so let's so we we got an opening ceremony um we had of course everyone's favorite uncle bob chapek yeah yeah so, which was a bit surprising as well because i think that's the first time he's set foot in disneyland paris no i'm sure he was there i think i think he was there one time i was there um about a year or so after the acquisition and there was a group of um disney corporates that were going that around was when we were both there that was race weekend no it definitely... i, I well, saw them around phantom manor when it was being done up yes no, this was this was another time, and I only say that because I was there with my wife and daughter at the time. Which, oh, sorry, that, that, let me clarify that they're still my wife and daughter now. <laughs> I meant at the time we were there together, um, but um, I didn't see I didn't see him. Um, in fact, it was when um, oh god, what was her name? Catherine Powell. Yeah. So it was it was it was under her reign that this happened as well. Um, but yes, I remember you saying about that and where you saw them because that was the yeah. that was the weekend um, when was it when it reopened or it was they were still doing the um, they were still update. doing it I believe yeah because Pirates had just reopened we went on yes. Pirates together after it just opened yes yeah but no I know Phantom Manor was hadn't hadn't reopened at that point. Um, but yeah, I mean, you could be right. You could be right. I mean, the thing is, he's not been at any uh, big events there. I think that's the point. No. Not not publicly been seen. I'm not surprised he was there because now he is the big cheese, though. You yeah. Know, before he was, you know, Bob's, Bob Iger's number two. Now he's the man in charge. So therefore... Now he's just he number two. <laughs> he's a number two, some would say. Obviously not me. I'm afraid of JPEG. Um, but anyway, he was there to to do uh, like the kind of traditional uh, Disney introduction into a big, exciting new project. Um, they will sometimes do it for rides, but normally it's for something a bit bigger. And obviously, this is this is a, an expansion, the first of the uh, the three phases of. The studio's expansion, of course, we will talk about that in more detail later on. Um, but yes, he got up up high next to the Quinjet, which is now uh, in front of what was the entrance to uh, Lights Moses Action. Yeah. Uh, and that's where all the kind of uh, stuff was, was going on. So he did a little speech about the land. Uh, they brought out Brie Larson to also say a few words. Both of them very obviously reading off also cues just below them. Uh, and, and look, don't get me wrong, nothing wrong. I'm not suggesting people should memorise all this stuff at all. But also, don't set it up so it's not so obvious that they're reading. <laughs> yeah, really that's notable. the problem you have when you're, when you're high up like that and everybody can see what you're doing. Exactly, yeah. It was, yeah. Just have it a little bit higher up next time rather than having to look at their feet. Um and I tell you what the, the most the most excruciating thing for me about that was when they bought 
the Marvel superheroes out to join them on the platform. And then yeah. she's standing next to Carol Danvers. Yeah. And it's not the same Captain Marvel that we had um, a few years ago when she was first introduced to the parks. And I thought she was pretty good, the one that they got. Um, yeah. This one uh, looked even less like Brie Larson than the last one did, I thought. Yeah, uh, yeah, thought, uh, in a very obvious wig. Yeah, yeah, and that's the thing. Maybe, maybe it was the wig was more obvious, or maybe, yeah, I, I couldn't put my finger on it, but it, it fell off, and I thought it was quite, quite bad to have them standing next to each other. I'm sure they in their in their heads they thought, oh yeah, have Captain Marvel stand next to the character representation in the parks, but I don't think that works when it's a fake. So, do you remember, like, you would always get, like, Tim Allen standing next to Buzz Lightyear? Yeah. Right? That's okay, because it's a cartoon, and he's standing next to somebody in a mask. Yeah. But when you're standing next to who is supposed to be another human representing you... It's you know, a bit awkward, yeah. Yeah, unless it's your stunt double, and then they're not yeah. really supposed to look that much like you, but this is supposed to be you... In a theme, but yeah, yeah, I don't know. It just just felt a little bit cringe. Um, but yeah, so that that was like the the dedication ceremony um, that they they did. Um, do you? I mean, there any? I was going to say, do you want to do you want to tell us all the characters you saw? But were, were there any characters that stood out? I guess. Uh, I, I suppose the character that stands out is Captain America. Is uh, been. Anthony's Anthony Mackie's version of the character. Um, I I was wondering whether we would get him. He's probably the most up to date character that they've got at Disneyland Paris. Mm-hmm. Um, outside of that, they're all the ones you'd expect in all their original costumes. Um, Iron Man, I suppose, is a new one um, that we've not seen much of in the parks, um, and a new Mark Armor that they've designed specifically for the theme parks yeah um but outside of that thor and loki still in their original costumes um from the first films yeah it's very odd isn't it that they there's obviously been a lot of different costumes now for both of them and i mean yeah. the, the 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 thing is like i'm i'm one of these people that doesn't really pay enough attention so if you showed me a still from a Thor film and said, okay, which which Thor is this? If I couldn't work it out from what else is going on in the shot and I was focusing just on the costume, I would struggle. Now, obviously, yeah. there is one big difference there and that is, obviously, anything in Thor, he's got blonde eyebrows. Yeah. You know, he's, he's completely <laughs> yeah. blonde, whilst every other version of Thor since has been uh, more natural. So, well, Ragnarok has got short hair. Yes, that is also true. Yes, I've forgotten about that. Um, so, but what I mean is, is that you know, kind of blonde hair, but darker eyebrows and beard. Yeah. Rather than the, everything being bleached blonde, like the first yeah. fourth film. Yeah. Um, but but there are differences in the costumes in each of these films, mainly because they've got to sell toys, right? can't yeah. keep saying the same figure so give him a different haircut give him a different uh you know color variation on the uniform whatever but they're different 
but you're right. I mean, those yep. that Thor and Loki costume is what we saw at our race weekend that we did together. Yep. Um, and yeah, hasn't hasn't changed since then. Um, yeah, the Cap- Captain America I thought was great. Um, there was all this kind of is there going to be a Captain America for? I think they've now confirmed they've just confirmed a director, haven't they, for Captain America yes. for? So yeah. we know that we are going to get it. I mean, I'm very worried by the director choice because I've only seen one yeah. of his films and it happened to be that really shit Cloverfield spin-off. Yeah. Um, so it doesn't leave me with a lot of confidence, but I've got faith in the system and I like Anthony Mackie and I, although I wasn't a huge fan of the series, I thought by the end of Falcon and Winter Soldier, I was, I was kind of pulled back in um, and was excited to see this new uh, version of uh, Captain America. So I'm glad he's being represented. And I think as well, you know, traditionally Captain America is not a popular character in France. No. So maybe this new version is more popular. I don't know, but I'll take it. Possibly. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm bad. And I suppose the other thing you have to, have to mention when it comes to the characters is Obviously, the specifically designed Spider-Man suit. Which, um, that's I mean, just for the parks. Yeah, I don't think it's that different. It isn't. They've they've made slight tweaks to it. They've they've changed some of the colours on it. Um, it's all to do with rights. Um, right. Sony kind of went. We can't stop you from using Spider-Man or Tom Holland, but he can't be the version that we've created for the films. <laughs> He's got to be right. some slight variation of him, um, which is why he works for web rather than right. being at school or college or anything. Um, so that's the slight tweak that he's a, a slightly different even, character. Didn't even think about that as being uh, yeah. a, a change for for that. I mean, it's so funny. I mean, do you remember how many years Amazing Spider-Man was at Disneyland Paris? <laughs> And on that rotating poster on Studio One. Yeah. It was up there for years. Yeah. Yeah. So it's funny now that if... And it's if I remember... If I've got this correct, I think it's based on, like, the Far From Home version of the costume. Yeah. Yeah. Rather than Homecoming or, obviously, what we saw in, in, in No Way Home. Um, but it's yeah. a slightly tweaked version of that. I remember seeing yeah. it and going... It's not really that different from the film, and that's no, why it's, I think it's, they've it's just like I tweet. think they've just brightened the colours more than anything. I don't think there's anything else much different to it. Gotcha. So let's talk about Spider-Man because obviously yeah. uh, one of the big things at Avengers Campus and something that was focused on uh, in oh, what was it? Was it called the Imagineering Story? No, what was it called? Yeah. It was called the Imagineering Story, yeah, wasn't it? Yeah, it was the Imagineering Story, yeah. Uh, and the last episode of that focused quite heavily on what would become the first uh, stunt matronic. Is that what it's called? Yeah. Stunt? It's a stunt yeah, matronic, I'm, isn't it? Yeah, I'm calling them calling it the Spider Matronic. Spider Matronic. Well, there you go. Uh, we didn't we didn't know what it was because it was still no. uh, an undressed uh, animatronic at the time, but it was fairly obvious what they were trying to do with it yeah um and so you know when you look at avengers campus there they have this spider-man show on the rooftop of the building 
uh, and he climbs up and down badly, but he climbs up and down the building. Um, you know, proper, well, I was going to say 60s Batman, but actually, if anything, it's 70s Spider-Man, isn't it, really? Yeah, it's Nicholas, it's Hammond. Nicholas Hammond. Yeah, Nicholas Hammond Spider-Man. Um, so they have this, this show, and obviously the highlight of the show is when this animatronic does this massive swing, somersaults in the air, and crashes on onto uh, an adjacent roof. And we were hoping, slash expecting, because we was getting the attraction and the building, that we'd get that as well. But we haven't. Or at least no. we haven't yet, because apparently the net is on the building. Yeah. Wouldn't be surprised. Everything's there. The crane that he springs off is off of is there. Yep. Um, so I I don't see why. Um, the only thing I can think of is because it is, it has been previous. Obviously, it, it wasn't done on open night. Maybe maybe they're doing it today. I don't know. I've not seen it anywhere, but um, no. Yeah, I think it'll be it'll be along before too long. I hope it is because anything has got to be better than that awful stunt show they're doing. It's so. So what we've got instead is we've got this show, Spider-Man. Uh, obviously speaking uh, in French, fine. Um, I mean, people get really up in arms about that, and it's like, look, the theme park's in Paris for God's sake. What do you honestly expect? Why? Yeah. Why is everything going to be in English? Like, look, do I want everything to be in French? No, that's because I don't understand it. But I absolutely get why they do it. And I just don't let it bother me. But people do. No. Anyway. Um, so, yeah, you get this show and then you get, uh, in, in what I've seen, you may have seen different, but in, in the one that, the show that I've seen, uh, two robbers uh, trying to steal uh, equipment from Web. Spider-Man catches them and then you get a kind of weird fight show slash parkour type affair um yeah i mean look, what i will say is the guy playing spider-man obviously very talented um you know he does flips and and all sorts um obviously parkour is is quite a famous or quite a popular french activity so it's not a huge surprise they managed to find somebody to do it um but i mean i just thought the show was a little bit lame yeah, I see. I've seen another one. Okay. With Black Widow and Black Panther taking on Taskmaster, which, which is in California as well, but this it just looks awfully choreographed. Right, and it's also, I believe, that's what the theme is of the comic book they've just released. Yeah, and uh, have released a digital comic book, haven't they, for Avengers Campus? Yeah. And it's, I've not read it yet. It only came out yesterday, but apparently there's it's... nothing to read. It's like two or three pages. Brilliant, superb, well done. Uh, <laughs> but it's yeah, it's about Black Widow and Black Panther fighting Taskmaster, not Greg Davis. Yeah. Don't get confused. No, uh, or if you're American, no. uh, Reggie Watts, still not him either. Yeah, different Taskmaster. So. Um, Okay, so and that happens on the web building as well, does it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right, okay. So that's that's obviously the uh, the thing. I, I I understand from a 
uh, a weather point of view, why it might be more difficult to do it in Paris than it would be in, say, California, because California is a drier climate, uh, the weather is a bit more uh, standard, you know, it's normally quite hot and sunny or it's wet. <laughs> um, Paris, you know, it can get quite windy, the weather can get quite extreme at times, much more than any uh, other Disney parks. So I, I can understand why there would be reasons why they wouldn't be able to do things that relies on, you know, very little breeze. But if you're going to yeah. do it, the summer's the time to do it. You're not going to do it at Christmas or something. Do you know what I mean? It's not going to. That's that's when you are Spot- going to have problems. We're going to get spidey bells instead. <laughs> I'll take that. If that's what you're going to do. Um, <laughs> just Spider-Man sitting on the side of the building just singing spidey bells. Yeah, I'll, I'll take that. I'd rather that than the show that I've seen so far. Um, yeah. So, you know, look, I'm glad they're doing something. And I've not seen him climb up or down the building yet. which I think is good because I think, unfortunately, because of... And look, I I understand it from a health and safety point of view. They've got to do it in a particular way. I get that. I'm not asking anyone to, you know, risk their lives to do it. But if you can't make it look good, don't do it. Yeah. Have Spider-Man come down a fireman's pole or take a lift or whatever you want to do, but don't make him crawl down a building like Nicholas Hammond did in the 70s. Jesus, wept. <laughs> so that's Webb. That's Webb, that's yeah. Spider-Man. Um, the attraction, again, is obviously almost identical to California. In fact, too yeah. identical, because apparently there are bits in there that um, mention or, or um, represent the collector's building. Yes, there is. Brilliant. Well done. Too cheap to even change some of the animation out. Um, or, or is it? Uh, well, I <laughs> I honestly think if they... Look, I'm not saying it won't ever happen, but you would have thought if they were going to do it, they should have done it already. I, I wonder whether they were waiting for it to open, because otherwise they'd be up shit creek, wouldn't they? Without one of their best attractions. You know what? It's a very valid point, because um, the one thing to note so far is that the the queuing time um, for for Spider Man has been um, over the uh, 130 minute mark. Yeah, almost constantly. And I don't know if 130 minutes is the most, or because of the way that they are allowing people into Avengers Campus, it's just there because that is the wait time generated by the amount of people there at that particular time. But I saw it. I saw it hit 90 minutes after the park had been open for an hour and a half. Right. So. Yeah. So, I mean, it's that is proving to be very popular. Which leads us, I suppose, to the other attraction in that land. Yeah. Uh, Avengers Flight Force. Is that yeah. a full title? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I thought, I thought so. Um, now, let's talk about the building itself, first of all. So, Friday is uh, the voice of the building. Yeah. It's not quite as impressive as I expected it to be. No, it's... uh, And I've not seen much of it at night, but even when I have, it doesn't seem quite as effective as I thought it would be. 
at night? No, I think it's too... If anything, it's because the area's too lit up. Yeah. So even when it's dark, um, it's it's still very well lit. And this was something else I was, I was going to bring up as well. That pathway is very narrow compared to how it used to be. Yes. And you, you can't see it when you walk into the land. It is blocked by one building sticking out on the left-hand side and the Quinjet sticking out on the other side. It, it completely blocks the view of, of Flight Force. Now, the one thing that Disneyland, especially Disneyland Paris, have always done really well is worked out viewing angles. Yeah. So it makes it really weird that they've balls this up. Yeah. And I, I mean, do you think that's because the Quinjet isn't where it's supposed to be? I.e. it should be probably a bit further back, but can't because that whole area at the moment is a bit of a no man's land? Or Yeah, I, I honestly don't know. I wonder whether when they originally... We all know there was a... In California, there was a second major attraction that involved the Quinjet. And I can only assume that they have planned that it's going to go in at Disneyland Paris as well at some point if these expansions go ahead. And, and I wonder whether that's what's caused it. Right. But either way, yeah, it is a bit poor. And the weird thing is, because obviously yeah. we, we've only been able to, you know, we've not been there in person, so we happen to watch it through YouTube videos. But, you yeah. know, there are some very good people that have filmed footage and vlogs and whatnot. So you get a good idea of what it looks like. And, yeah, I, I think that's the thing that surprised me the most, is it does feel much more enclosed than it used to. Everything seems to have been brought nearer to each other. You know, yeah. you had like almost like a sprawling boulevard to walk down, didn't you? Yeah. With like you know mainly restaurants on one side, and you know Armageddon and Lights Motors Action at the other end. Um, but it was a very wide road. Yeah. Now, it, yeah, it'd be very interesting it's... when race weekends happen again, and that's your finish yeah. line because it is that much uh, narrower than it, it was. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, it's it's very strange, and and the fact that they've still left some other attractions in that that area, I still find that incredibly weird. What do you mean? That they've that they've left Disney Junior and Stitch Live. Yeah. On that, area. it just doesn't seem right. It's it's weird. It, it doesn't to me. It doesn't fit. Well, no, they don't. They don't fit. And I think the problem is when you create a land. Now, you know, let's look at the two examples that we've seen ourselves. So, we didn't spend any time in there, but we did see Toy Story Land. Yeah. Uh, Hollywood Studios. And we obviously also saw Galaxy's Edge. And when you go into Toy Story Land, you are in Toy Story Land. There is nothing there that isn't related to either the rides or Toy Story. And... Galaxy's Edge, you walk through a, a kind of tunnel and you're in Galaxy's Edge. Yeah. It's not like the entrance is where the Tap House Brewery is. So as you walk through, there's a Tap House Brewery and the rest of it's Galaxy's Edge. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. very designated. You are now leaving this area and you are entering a new land. And with those attractions there you're mixing the two 
and I mean, look, that those two attractions aren't even related anyway. No, you know, but it was production courtyard. Yeah, and they've got a whole so. theater sitting there, just right. outside of it, with nothing in it. So I was going to come to that. I was going to come to that. So, so let, let let's finish off on on flightful. So you've got this building which looks very impressive, like it looks very futuristic and and kind of modern. But the the main focal point of it, where it's supposed to talk and light up and all this, just seems a bit weird. Doesn't seem to be as in, as impressive as you'd hope. Uh, it to be the attraction is obviously uh, as we expected a complete re-theme of rock and roller coaster fine Um, the reviews of it in in terms of um, how it rides seems to be very similar to how how it was you know the launch is the same everything like that the difference is now is that you have um, video projections of the story that uh, you're involved in, right? Yeah. So, you know, you are supposed to be assisting uh, Captain Marvel and, and Iron Man. Um, is it Celestials? Yes. Yeah. So they're, 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 every, everyone's fighting Celestials at the moment because so are the Guardians. Um, yeah. Over in Epcot. Guardians, the Eternals... Uh, take your pick. Well, I was talking. Uh, yeah, I was. I was talking uh, specifically about theme park rides. Yeah. But yeah, the only the only yeah. time we've seen them is in, in the Eternals, and yet they seem to be popping up in all these attractions. Um. So yeah. So 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 now you've got these these video projections as you go around. The problem is is that they're very few and far between. Yeah. So, from what, and I mean, obviously, if you ever watched a ride video of of Rock and Roller Coaster. Um, it's very hard to get good footage because it's so dark. Um, obviously, Rock and Roller Coaster, you had, as you went around, lots of lighting rigs that you would travel through. Uh, they would be lit up. Um, so, you you know, you'd get a lot of that. But this appears to be pretty much in the dark. Yeah. Except for when a video is playing. Yeah. And the projections looked really good, I have to say, from what I could tell. But hmm. as you say, it's... It's, it's another one of those and this is how I've, I've always felt about Precious Coaster you know how I feel about how blank that is at yes. times yeah um, and yeah that it, until I've tried it myself I can't I can't say for definite but there, there definitely seems to be a lot of black space yeah and I mean the thing is obviously you have to you have to compare it to Space Mountain yep. right because it's another roller coaster set in space and obviously, it's been hyperspace mountain for a number of years now. Um, but even even before that, whilst it was in the dark, you would see a lot of stars. You would see planets. Uh, you would see projections. You, this doesn't seem to have anything in those gaps. No. So you see a video projection, then you see darkness until you see the next video projection. Do you know what I mean? Like, It's not even like it's decorated so when you're not seeing a video projection, you're still seeing stars. You still imagine you're in space. You are just yes. in the dark. Um, I, 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 look, I expect it to be video projections. Or I expect it to, for it to be on screens, at least. As soon as we knew that Brie Larson was in it, 
I think yeah. we could pretty much guarantee that that's what it was going to be. Yeah. And I mean, the thing is, you know, a lot of people um, didn't like the Paris version of Rock and Roller Coaster compared to the Disney World version because, you know, with that you had, you know, street signs and uh, stuff. Yeah. Um, but to be honest, I always quite like the Paris version. Yeah, so did I. I. I can probably say I've been on the Paris version more than I have the Walt Disney World one. Yeah, and, um, and it was you know both were were fine. But to be honest, um, I, I never rated the Hollywood Studios version. You know, I always thought the story was a bit stupid. Anyway, yeah, you know, you're traveling really fast on a motorway, this super stretch limo, but it's pretty much in the dark the whole time, except for when you see a road sign. Um, yeah. So the Paris one was fine for me. Um, but again, there was a lot more lighting going on. So, yeah. you know, this just seems to be a black void and it just seems like such a shame that there's so little to see in it. As you say, from what from what we can tell, the projections themselves look really good. But yeah. you're waiting to see them and that's the problem. You need something in between that to to see whatever it is just yeah. just just something um yeah. and the other the other interesting thing so we've already talked about the, the the wait time for spider-man um i'd say the most average wait time i've seen for um that attraction is 10 minutes yeah. which is right, here, ex- exactly what we used to get a rock and roller coaster yeah so yeah. It's, it's it's even not doing its job or it's too, it's doing its job too well it's either getting yeah, far yeah. too many people far uh, for it far too quickly, uh, which is good for waiting, or it's just not popular. Yeah, I think um, everybody's going for the new ride, though, aren't they? Yeah, I, I, I guess so, but I don't know. For me, am I going to wait for over two hours to get on the new Spider-Man attraction when I could just try and do that another time? Yeah. But yeah, of course, of course, everyone's going to focus on the new attraction, of course. But yeah. I think what worries me is the fact that you know, Rock and Roller Coaster was quite notorious for having such short wait times, and now its replacement yeah. is having the same fate. You're right in that the, the game is different now because now there is a brand spanking new attraction. Before it had Armageddon as competition, and that wasn't exactly known for its uh, long wait times either. Um, but yeah, I think it'll be interesting. Um, and I mean, the thing is, if that was a, a Spider-Man thing, coaster would would it have made much difference? I don't think so. No, I don't think it's the 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 theme that's the problem, or the characters they've chosen. I think you're probably right. It's just that a Spider-Man, a brand new Spider-Man attraction, never been seen before in Europe is it's more exciting. Um, of course, the problem is is that we've not done Spider-Man, but we have done Spider-Man because we've both done Ninjago. Yeah. And it's pretty yeah, much the same pretty thing. Much. Yeah. And it's just, you know, personally, I just don't think it's that fun. I will, I will obviously go and do Spider-Man, obviously. Um, yeah. But if it is anything, you know, close to what Ninjago is, it's not going to be an attraction that I'm going to go back on time and time and time again. So just give us Toy Story Mania and have done with it. Uh, and I'm still amazed we haven't got that. I um, really am. Yeah. So let's look at what else we've got in the land. Before we get to restaurants, there are some meet and greets. Yeah. So what have we got exactly? 
So, um, as we talked about, the uh, Lights Motors Action Stunt Arena is still standing. Um, it hasn't been demolished as part of, of this rebuild. Um, and they've actually built a meet and greet area within the walls of the stunt show. Um, it's not quite what we thought it was going to be. We thought they were going to be outside um, doing meet and greets with no backgrounds, just as it was. But they have actually built what they are calling the training centre, um, which is interesting because it wasn't something that I, I'd seen really mentioned until everything kind of came to a head with, with opening. Um, so within that, you've got three meet and greets. Um, which you have to use the uh, Disneyland Paris app to book currently. Whether that stays, I don't know. Um, but currently, and I think this will, will be around, it will be these three characters for years to come, um, as we've mentioned. Um, the three meet and greets are um, Spider-Man, uh, as is always met in, in Disneyland Paris. Correct, yeah. Um, then you have Captain Marvel, um, who did meet and greets, obviously, during the Marvel superhero events Season. that they've yep. done. Um, and a new addition to Disneyland Paris, and one that we mentioned earlier um, in his new um, armour, is Iron Man. Mm. Um, which I know he does a meet and greet in Hong Kong, um, but this is the first first time on this side of the planet that we have had an Iron Man meet and greet. Yeah. Well, actually, I think anywhere um, outside yeah. of Hong Kong because um, yeah. he was never in Universal, was he? No. No, he was Not never the comic included. book version or the, you know, at, th- at that time it would have no. been a comic book or cartoon, you know, the 90s animated cartoon version, but they yeah. never had him as a meet and greet character. Um, no. I've, I've seen Groot as well. Yeah pop up in there yeah i i believe he because they're still doing the dance yeah they're still doing the (laughs) dance off with star lord and gamora yes um which he was part of in california but never never really seemed to have been used at disneyland paris as part of that no I, i i saw him i saw him do that yeah um i've only seen i've only seen it once um, but yeah, they had because I was I was quite taken aback by how much I one I enjoyed the show, even though it is really cheesy and lame. Um, but also because he was kind of waving his twigs in the air like he just don't care. <laughs> I really, just really enjoyed that. Um, but um, it did seem to be luck of the draw with that, yeah. Because I've not seen many videos with him doing it so it does seem to be uh yeah for whatever reason whether the costume is is just really awkward and you can't be in it for very long or uh something else um but yeah so so i've seen him there as well so i guess there will be i'm assuming they will be the three main meet and greets but the fact that they've got uh a captain america the fact they've got a Black Panther, you would, you would, and, and obviously Thor and Loki, you would think that they would switch it around, yeah. somewhat. I think, and, with, and I believe a lot of the time they're just wandering around the land, like yeah. I've seen 
Captain Marvel come out on the on the back of the the Avenger Mobile. Well, we haven't even um, talked about that. No, um, and they they just kind of stand in the middle of the land and survey it for a little while. In fact, I mean, this is something we haven't touched on either. Um, the Dora Milaje show. Yes. Um, I watched I watched a version of it today, and Captain Marvel was up at the Quinjet, and she's just stood there watching it. Oh, okay. <laughs> Which I thought was really bizarre. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Yeah, it was very strange. Yeah. Oh, well, that's another. That's someone else we haven't mentioned. Is uh, yeah. we we do have Doctor Strange now. Yes. As well. Yeah. Uh, do you know what I think the biggest problem is? I think some of the some of the meet and greet or, or sorry, some of the characters are pretty good and are pretty spot on. Like I've always thought they've been able yeah. to find good Lokis, as an example. Yeah. Uh, Thor, Thor, not too bad either, but I've always enjoyed the Lokis that they've had. Um, and obviously, I mentioned earlier about the Captain Marvel standing it's a Brie Larson just being a bit. Um, but there are some characters they really struggle with, and the two real standouts for me in that regard are Star Lord and Doctor Strange. Yeah. And I, I'm not well, as soon sure as one of the Star Lords looked like you. <laughs> yeah. That is that is unfortunately true for, for both of us, really. Um, yeah, and I'm not sure. I'm not sure what the problem is, and the only thing I can think of is that the actors that played them are so iconic. Yeah, so kind of recognisable. You know, mainly due, I suppose, to other work and and everything else. That finding someone's a do it just doesn't really work. Uh, like I, th- I, I think that the the guy who who I've seen as Doctor Strange, I think he gets like the mannerisms quite yeah. well, um, but I just don't believe him as being the Doctor Strange that we're familiar with. And the same with the Star Lord, mm. the Star Lords yeah. that I've seen, all of them have the the right kind of mannerisms, but they look so far removed from who they're supposed to look like. Yeah, it just it just pulls you out a little bit, and in fact, I showed uh, my wife the the first footage I saw of the new uh, Guardians dance party, which is from what I could see, not really any different to what they used to do anyway. And she said, "Why has he got a beard? Star Wars <laughs> never had a beard." And I was like, "He he has," and she'd completely forgotten. And again. Action figures, different different facial hair in every every Guardians appearance. Yeah, um, except I don't know whether you've seen it. Apparently, they've used the same picture of Chris Pratt for all three posters. Brilliant, <laughs> and just kind of aged him. Oh my god! Um, but and and this is where this is where it how it can work well with with base characters. So, for example, Captain America, and I know it sounds so stupid, but because he's got goggles on, yeah, it makes it much easier for, to pass off someone being Anthony Mackie. It doesn't look as much like yep. Anthony Mackie as you want. Um, and also Gamora. Every Gamora yep. I've ever seen, whether it's in Paris, whether it's in California, to me looks like how Gamora should look. Yeah, and it's because they do the makeup so well. Yeah. 
And then you've got two that just get away with it really easily, and that man and the wasp. (laughs) Even more. Because they don't show their face. Yeah, yeah. And Black Panther, same, same, yeah. same deal. Um, so yeah, so I yeah, I just I just find with the face characters, it's just a little bit, and it's it's hard. I get it. I, I get it's hard. And for some reason, we don't have that criticism, do we? When it comes to Disney princesses, no, you don't you don't turn around and say, "Well, that Ariel didn't look very much like the cartoon version of Ariel." No, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but when it's live actors, it's. Yeah, I think a little bit, bit, a little bit closer. So we've got that area, which I've, I've also heard is air conditioned as well. Yes, looks like it. So that's that's good, for, especially for this time of year. That it's somewhere else you can go and cool down. Um, what else? What else have we got in the land? Well, I suppose we better talk restaurants as well, haven't we? Yeah, um, oh, okay. I know well, we've we talked do, a little bit, bit about them before we do. So, um, so you. What you were saying earlier was at the moment the uh the Marvel Theatre no the Cine Magique Theatre, because yeah. that's what it was renamed, um, has got nothing in it at the moment at all. Yeah. Except yeah. for a meet and greet, I believe. Right. Which which uh, just uh, one. At one point we thought was gonna be a version of the Doctor Strange meet yeah. and greet slash little show that they would do. Yeah. Uh, but that's not happened yet, so that is just a theatre at the moment still. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. yeah, I believe it's just Parisian Mini in there at the moment. Oh, well, very Marvel themed. Um, yeah. Okay, yes, so restaurants. Yeah. Uh, we talked quite a lot about them, on, uh, I think, on the last show, didn't we? We did, yes. Um, yeah, because the menus have just out. come out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, as I said at the, the top of the show, I did have... Pim's Test Kitchen books, and I had only booked that just in case I couldn't get on any of the rides or anything. I thought I'm gonna at least have one decent experience. Um, I can't believe he's gonna do a pretzel sandwich all by itself. Well, you say that I watched a video now, and you don't get a whole pretzel sandwich to yourself, they cut your little bits off. <laughs> Absolutely ridiculous, like little triangles of it. Um, look, I, I'm not knocking it. it. It looked like it was good food. I would have put it somewhere slightly below um, the one that's in the Disneyland Hotel um, or was. Oh, innovations. Um, as a buffer. Yeah. 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 Um, Food-wise, um, I thought it was really well-themed. It's massive. It was much bigger than I thought it was going to be in there. Um, it, looks, it looks to have taken kind of something from be our guest and that it looked like it had like three different dining rooms okay um size wise but i am going to put this out there i think it was built for a different purpose i think it was still going to be a restaurant i think that was meant to be a character meal well that that is plausible because it's not and I mean, for, obviously, forget the fact that it's a buffet now and not a a quick serve yeah. um, restaurant. But they've also cheaped out on 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 the theming compared to Californians, the California one. Yeah. So uh, you don't get the the cool pretzel effect yeah. that uh, you you got. It seems they seem to have replaced stuff with screens instead. 
yeah. to show this stuff off, which you know is is fine, but it does feel like they've cheapened out compared to what they've done elsewhere. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It just it seems like it's on such a big scale. Mm. Ignore the pun. Um, <laughs> but it, yeah, like big aisles, like they could have had characters walking up and down them. And I, and I, I'm sure you must have seen the the Ant Man and the Wasp show on the Disney Wish. Um, yes. That's just just happened. I've got a funny feeling it was possibly something similar. Right. Um, and because it's taken them so long to build, they've stripped it back mm. and decided not even to make it a character meal. Just to me, the way it has been built makes me feel like it should have been. And the thing is, like I know. I know there were obviously plenty of buffets that they have. It, you yeah. know, DLP loves a buffet, if nothing else. Yeah. Um, and only some of them are character buffets, but they do also like a character buffet. Yeah. Um, uh, currently, they've only got one. Hmm. Oh, well, yeah. Yeah, yeah just guess, one at the moment. So, yeah. But, just a Bursch at the moment. Oh, no, two. Plaza Gardens. So they've got two. Yeah, I can only think of Plaza Gardens. When you said all birds, that confused me. <laughs> but yeah. Um, yeah, because that, that's now morning and, and evening, isn't it? Um, usually yeah. just a, a, a breakfast uh, buffet character meet and greet, but now it's yeah. the evening as well, because that's caught a few people out that have been asked to pay more that they weren't expecting yeah. to because of the And, uh, and the that's change. the other thing I'm, I'm going to bring up with these restaurants. Still nowhere for breakfast. <laughs> they built yeah. a whole new land and nowhere to eat breakfast again. Yeah, I, I yeah, it, it baffles me. I don't know if it's something to do with the European attitude, and what I mean yeah. by that is, if you're going to and you just went, didn't you, to Austin Towers, yeah. right? If you're if yeah. you're going there for park opening, yeah, you're going to have travelled there for. You know, a while. You know, depending yep. on where you are, but normally you would you wouldn't stay somewhere overnight. I know you have as well. Yeah. Um. But you know, I'm sure there's a majority of people that will just go down on the day, so they'll leave their house at you know seven, eight o'clock in the morning, however long it's going to take them to get there to get there for park opening. And you're probably not going to have eaten breakfast before you go. Yeah. Um, and you know. Obviously, we have different types of, of breakfast to our European uh, cousins. So I don't know if it's a cultural thing where it's almost expected to eat before you go. Yeah. Even if that means having breakfast really early. Do, do you know what I mean? Like, I'm not... Yeah. Th- th- there's got to be a reason behind it that just doesn't make sense to us in the same way that it didn't make sense to them when the parts first opened. They couldn't get a bloody alcoholic drink anywhere. Yeah. yeah, it's just the the horrible thing that literally there is one place in the studios to get breakfast. Yeah, and that's in Studio One, and that is it. Yeah, and so you know it would be busy because people would be trying to get breakfast. Yeah. So yeah, that is that is very bizarre. Um, but I mean, even even before, um, you know it, that whole land changed and stuff. You know that was a buffet that was Rush on the Stars. And yep. that is where, I mean, arguably it was a meet and greet, but 
um, yeah. it was one of my favourites when little Remy used to appear at your yeah. table on his little uh, carousel of cheese. No, what, uh, what, what, what do you even call those? Serving trolleys, I guess? Yeah, I guess so. so. They'd, they'd wheel him round to you and then they'd lift the, the little lid off and he'd be little animatronic Remy would be there looking at you and animated and stuff. Lots of fun. Um, so yes, I mean, it, it, you know, they that that has historically been somewhere to do it, and yeah, it does seem weird that they haven't got a character dining experience. I mean, Universal got a Marvel character dining experience, yep. um, and they've now got you know restaurants in in Hotel New York, which is the art of Marvel, where Marvel characters are no character meal, um, and now a land. And no character meal, and you think it's a it's a it's a shoo-in. Yeah. You don't even have to have like if you wanna and obviously you've got the meet and greet areas, right? So if you wanna say, well, we can't use Spider-Man because he's supposed to be over there, and we can't use Captain America because he's over there, or whatever, yeah. they, they, they must be they must be able to work something out. And I mean, Jesus Christ, it's the Ant-Man and the Wasp restaurant. Yeah, exactly. Just have them, if no one else. And they've already done one on the ship. Yeah. And it's it's just so infuriating that we can sit here and see quite clearly what they could do, yet they don't. I mean, they could even they could have even have done, they could have paid homage to what they had before and actually brought yeah. Ant-Man and Wasp round to your table. Yeah. With like, a, even if it was like holographic, you know, animations or something. But like just yeah. miniature versions of them playing about the food. I don't know if you've ever. There was a um, there was a restaurant, and I want to. I can't remember what it was called, but I had this thing called the Little Chef, and it would be they would uh, projection map onto your plate a little chef <laughs> that would piss about on it doing stuff. <laughs> right now, this is, this is about I don't know at least at least five years ago, if not longer. Right, but this was a thing. Even doing that would have been more fun while you're waiting for your yeah. food to come over to you. Um, like you say, I mean, I've seen, I've not seen any videos of people eating in the restaurant, but I have seen lots of photos uh, that people take because obviously people love to photo their food. Yeah. Um, so I have seen the big uh, pretzel sandwich that we obviously talked about in the last show. Uh, I didn't see the portion sizes. I didn't realize they were cutting up bits and, and giving it giving it to you. Um, yeah, I did also see the, the the massive Oreo that they make yeah. as well, which is uh, quite a thing to to see. Um, and I'm assuming it's the exact same deal there. You just get a slice yeah. of Oreo cake brought over to you. Yeah, more um, likely. And I've seen like the sliders. I've seen some of the desserts as well, which look quite interesting. Um, but yeah, I think I think something's lost when it's a buffet. Yeah, for me. If you're going to do a buffet, then you need something else to it. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Especially when it's there. Especially when it's a themed restaurant. You know. Yeah. Um, Okay, so that's one one place to go and eat. Yeah. So then we've got Stark. Um, Is it Stark Industries? Is that what it's called? No, it's Stark something else. Stark... Not catering. Um, where's did the we, app? Did we call it Stark in the Dark last time? <laughs> yeah, possibly. Stark after dark. Um, 
And let's see what it's called. Give me my list. But there we go. What's been what's been interesting is that people have actually been quite uh, enthusiastic about the food in there. Yeah, it's really interesting because it does seem very very simple. Stock factory. Why could I not remember that? Because um, well, why would the, the only food related factory there should be is cheesecake. Otherwise, yeah. nothing else is appropriate for factory use in my eyes. But there you go. No, no. Um, yeah, it's it's been really interesting because most of the people that I've seen talk about it have eaten at Sark Factory. Um, and yeah, the building still looks pretty similar to what it looked like before it was done up um, for the most part. Um, walk in and the, the counters are right in front of you. You've got a Hulk Buster in there. Um which is kind of cool, but it's not full size. But also, wasn't it called the? It was it used to be called the Blockbuster Cafe. Yeah. So I, I like that little play on things that they've yeah. got a Hulkbuster in what used to be the Blockbuster. Yeah, uh, and it's weird because they had Iron Man stuff in there before. It was, <laughs> I can't remember exactly what it was um, that was in there because I used to go in. It used to be my race weekend go to. Um, because I didn't want too much to eat, and it was there were fairly small portions of stuff in there. Um, so that main main sector was always for a long time was Iron Man themed, and then to to your left when you came in was the Pirates of the Caribbean area. Um, now they've opened it up, um, so it's again it's three rooms now. They've opened the right hand side, which used to be the Spider Man meet and greet. Yes. Um, used to be in there. They've opened that up. They've knocked it all the way through now. Um, the best bit about that that restaurant, though, for me, is the fact that they've got Peggy Carter's office set up for a photo, uh, photo opportunity, um, yeah, so which I, I think is, is really great. Yeah, so I heard something about... Because one, one of the things that... And again, it, it's hard for us to... To, to say this ourselves without experiencing it, but you've you've lived it through other people's experiences. But one of the things that they were talking about at the the opening of it was just how um, not interactive, but how story led the land was. Yeah, and I don't really get that impression. But there are things like you say, like the the fact that um, Peggy Carter has an office there. So obviously, this was a a European outpost i suppose yeah uh for for her work and obviously also for stark um although i think howard rather than tony um but i I don't think i i think they're over egging it i don't think it's as um intuitive as they're making it out to be yeah and it's it's not going to be unless they follow the same route that they are in california with it ever changing yeah um, and sadly, as we've said, we don't think it will be. We think it will be the, the typical Disneyland Paris structure of it will stay like that for years and years to come. Um, and then we just got one more restaurant. Yeah. Which is Superhero Cafe, is it? Because it's yeah. still not on the app. <laughs> no, no. I, th- I think I think it's open. I've seen a menu. Yeah, story. it is. Yeah, people have got very annoyed about it. Uh, somebody was very upset 
that there was no burgers available. Mm. And I was like, <laughs> but there's like 50 places you can get a burger in Disneyland Paris. He's like, I oh, cook them fresh. They cooked them fresh. I was like, well, go to Five Guys then. And also, yeah. what do you think the other burgers were? Yeah. Well, look, don't don't get me wrong, right? I I <laughs> we've all been in these places, right? We we if you're having a a standard, you know, one of their standard burgers, then it's it's waiting for you when you get there because they're yeah. making them, uh, you know, not on a conveyor belt system, but you know, may as well be like a McDonald's would do. Um, do you know what I mean? Like they're obviously they're obviously cooking those fresh as well, so I don't really understand what the the, the problem was. He he's um, his attitude was the fact that it was like the oldest restaurant in the Disney park mm. because obviously you know the the actual uh, the building itself. For those that don't know, I mean, how would you describe it? Like a it's not it's not a restaurant on wheels, but it's like a no, it's kind of like one of those typical. Like New York diners, it's, it's like kind a trailer of got a, diner, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's got like a yeah. It kind of looks like a futuristic caravan type thing. Yeah. So I mean that that was from, like originally from the fifties, like it was an authentic uh, yeah. building. If you, can, I mean, <laughs> it is a building, but it's, it's obviously a, a mobile building. Um, yeah. But yeah, and I was like, but but yeah. Whatever. Anyway, the the fact is they don't just do burgers now. In fact, they're, they're really themed on sandwiches, aren't they? Yeah. So yeah, very much so. But but you know I, the way I see it is you know the, the the one thing that we've now got is more variation in food, which was always one of the issues with the studios. Anyway, is that you know, yeah, when you consider there was yeah there was only one real sit down restaurant. In in Remy's, uh, I know we've talked here about Restaurant of Stars being replaced um, by Pim, um, but it wasn't overly popular. I don't think once they lost Remy, um, it was never somewhere that I wanted to go to. Um, no, I mean I mean I I I in there a few times, but um, again until shares Remy open and and then they move they had to move Remy out, um, and. It was one of my preferred buffets. Like, I think it had a better buffet than Plaza Gardens. Admittedly, the food obviously wasn't that dissimilar. Um, but I always got a better meal in there, mainly because it wasn't yeah. quite as busy as Plaza Gardens was because of its location. Um, yeah. But, yeah, it always seemed to be better quality than, a, than Plaza Gardens was. But, like you say, it was never heaving. You know, Plaza Gardens, you go no. in there at the wrong time. I mean, you are... You are cramped. You are waiting yep. uh, for a long time. Um, it's it's not a great experience. I never had that in Restaurant the Stars. Like it always felt quite nicely paced, yeah, um, and organised. Um, but yeah, but yeah, the studios has always suffered with food. Always. Yeah. So hopefully this fixes some of the problems. Yeah. So uh, the merchandise is obviously out. The, the merchandise was out before, as you know, is often the case. You know, we saw it Marvel season, we saw it Star Wars season. The merchandise would come out before the seasons even starts to get you prepared. Um, I can't say there's there's much that I like the look of. 
I, I was planning on spending about $200 euros <laughs> when I was there. Not just in there. I have to be honest, there was there was other stuff. Yeah. Um, but for anybody that's listening that is possibly going, if you want to do me a favour and grab me a spirit jersey in a large, I would be forever grateful. I do I do really like the spirit jersey. Um, yeah. I mean, look, it's a it's a big bone of contention because I think spirit jerseys are ridiculously overpriced for what they are. Yeah. Uh, you know, they're very thin. You you've got some as well, haven't you? Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, they they they, they definitely have their time. You know, there are there are days when it's absolutely perfect to wear a spirit jersey. And I know Ryan. Do you remember Ryan? He, he used to record podcasts yeah, with us. Yeah, I he, think so. I, yeah. I kind of recognise the name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but he just does his own stuff now and he says he's coming back, but who knows? Uh, <laughs> I'm only joking, he'll be back soon. Um, but, I mean, you know, he he says about, he lives in spirit jerseys. You know, he's got loads of spirit jerseys. Um, I think they're very overpriced what they are. Um, they're only really decently wearable at certain times of the year, but they are comfortable. Um, and yeah. some of them do look really good. And... This is definitely. You know, if I was going there now, and I had the choice between the uh, the thirtieth and the Marvel one, I'd probably go for the Marvel one. Yeah, of the two, I I, I don't dislike the thirtieth anniversary one, but it's white and it's easy to get grubby, isn't it? Because it's so white, yeah. and you know. I, but the Marvel one, I do I do like the look of generally, but um, other than that, I just find the merch to be just a little bit lacking, like it. No, it, it yeah, feels very I was generic. aiming more for the yeah, I was aiming more for like the opening day t shirt yes. or the, the opening, like the one that I got from Galaxy's Edge. Yes. Um that said the opening date and, and everything on it and the and the pin. Outside yeah. of that, the the Avengers Camper stuff I wasn't overly bothered about. Um yeah. so yeah, it would have been the spirit jersey, the opening t shirt and opening pin. I mean, for um, people that care, there's a there's a special Spider-Man pop, but yeah, frankly, that was on the list as well. Um, see, for me, it, it's not different enough to all the other ones that they do, and it's like yeah. twenty euros, and it's just like, eh, eh. and I, I I appreciate yeah. it's a different uniform, but it's not different enough. Like, I mean, I, I say right. this, I don't I don't have any Spider-Man pops, <laughs> so so it would be the one no. to go for, I guess, but. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I just, I just found generally I, I was a bit disappointed uh, in the stuff. Uh, as you like, like with everything, there's always a few bits that you think, oh yeah, that's good. But I was kind of hoping that I'd walk into a shop and be like, I need one of everything, and that, that's definitely, yeah. definitely not the case. And, and I think the, the the big thing is the the web shooters and the the spider bots. Yeah. Um, and they're going to make. We know they're going to make them money on things like that because we've seen it with Galaxy's Edge. Um, yeah, I just don't get them. I don't no. get the. The thing is with the. I know what they wanted to do with the droids, and I know what they <laughs> ended up doing with the droids are two different things. And we saw that little section where you could race your droids around. Um, but the thing is, droids are such a integral part of Star Wars that it made sense, even if you couldn't use it in the land like they would like you to, that you could take it home. Yeah. Because because that is that is what you associate. Because this is really based on the, the Marvel shows and, and films, 
spider bots have, have never been a thing. No. So the only and it's really interesting because they've kind of turned up in Spider Man and his amazing friends. Yes, <laughs> Disney Junior. But it's a load of shit, and no one should be yes. watching it. No. If you no, want to watch, agree. if you want to watch Spider Man, his amazing friends, go and watch the nineteen eighties Spider Man, his amazing friends. It's a much better show. Yeah. And Firestar is obviously one of the earliest crushes a lot of us had. Um. So yeah, I don't get the spider bots. I, I, you know, once you go on the attraction, obviously, you, you know, they're they're very heavily involved in that. So fine, people will go into the gift shop and probably buy them, but it's not something I will ever buy myself. Um, and the same with the the web shooters. Like. Yeah. <sighs> I remember Craig moaning about the wands at Harry Potter, those interactive yeah. wands. Because he says, well, what do you do when you get home? But the wands in Harry Potter are, you know, they are one of the key things of Harry Potter. Yeah. And, you know, you can put them on a little display stand and stuff. Very nice. These web shooters, like, I just don't see what you're going to do with them. No. So I don't I I honestly don't get it, and especially at the price point. You know they they're expensive. What are they like sixty euros? Yes, I believe so. And then you have to pay more if you want a certain character. Right. Yeah. So I I that is that is saying that bamboozles. But you know what? If people buy it, fine. I just for me it's yeah a bit of a, a missed opportunity. Um. So look, we didn't talk about, and we'll just very quickly gloss over the actual opening day itself. So, you know, I, I didn't know what they were going to do. Uh, what they did is they got all the staff to clap people in in Studio yep. One as you walk through the first soundstage. Very nice. They got um, all the staff to clap everybody out. How did they? <laughs> uh, and Josh Damaro turned up uh, yep. for the opening with, obviously, the uh, the key personnel from, from Disneyland Paris. So they were all there yesterday. Uh, it was raining yesterday, yep. uh, so they all had umbrellas. Very nice, um, but obviously, it, I think the problem is they'd done everything for the the kind of press. They had the key people there, yeah. So it did feel a little bit like, especially the weather, a bit of a damp squib, um, because they'd obviously already done the exciting stuff, um, yeah. The last thing which we haven't talked about, which I think we do need to just briefly talk about, is the the drones. Yep. Uh, I actually really like that show. I think it's one of the the best things I've done in uh, a long time. Uh, yep. When I realised I definitely wasn't going to be going uh, for that that preview, and I saw them testing it a couple of days before, my heart sank. Because I thought that yeah. looks really good, and I bet in in real life that will look amazing. Um, because of how it looks, I guess, or how they do it, or you know, because of the time of night they did it, whatever. Um, it looks great on YouTube. Yeah. So yes, I appreciate it's not the same as being there, but unlike a lot of things, it works really well to be able to just watch at home on the official YouTube channel. They did a really good presentation of it. I thought. Yeah. Yeah, uh, and it, it's one of those things. Uh, we talked about the, the opening ceremony with the characters coming out. I thought that worked really well with the, the drone show. Yes. 
um, bringing them out individually and showing their logos and the the sky and everything. I thought it looked really good. Yeah. Um, and to have Doctor Strange kind of leading it as well. Um, mm-hmm. I like that. Do we know how often that's going to be done? No, they definitely they did it on official opening night last night. So I don't know whether they've done it tonight as well. Mm. Um, we'll have to check. I can have a look while I'm sitting there. See if there's anything on the that's Twitters. The, yeah, that's that's the thing, you know, because obviously we've always had a nighttime show uh, in D- Disneyland Park. You know, we've always had like yeah. fireworks, or and obviously now they've got a drone show before the fireworks as well, which is really good. But except outside of special events, so uh, Christmas they would do a, a nighttime show on the um, the Tower of Terror on the side of that, or during uh, Pride and during uh, Star Wars season of the Force. They would do a show then on the building, but it's the studios has never really had a full on proper nighttime show. No. Um, so this is the the optimum thing they could do. Um, yeah. The thing is, you, you, the thing is, seeing it as we saw it when they did it, you know, properly with all the characters and stuff, makes it even better. But to be honest, the drone show alone. It's worth watching. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So even if they, even if they carried on doing it as a nightly thing, or maybe on weekends or something, you know, whatever, and didn't have all the characters, it wouldn't take too much away from it. Because I think the the drone yeah. show itself is is so well done. Um, but yeah, I guess I guess we'll we'll wait to see. Uh, on that. Yeah. See if they carry on with that. Um, but look, the last thing we need to talk about, the elephant in the room, is is Walt Disney Studios, right? Yeah. We had in, when was it, 2018, I think, was the yeah. announcement of the, the big expansion, this billions yes. of uh, dollars expansion of, of Disneyland Paris. And we were told there were going to be three uh, new areas that were being built, Avengers Campus, was always going to be the first to open. We knew that. The second was always going to be Frozen. Um, and the third was going to be themed to Star Wars. And, you know, at the time, Galaxy's Edge was being mentioned. Now, all of that work started uh, at the same time. So um, when they closed off um, what is now Avengers Campus, that's when they started doing work on, on all of the the land that they were going to be expanding. So if you went on the backlot tour, you could see some of the areas that they were, uh, you know, raising to the ground, as it were. I mean, most of it was already flat land anyway, but they were turning it all over uh, to do the work. And work is heavily underway now for for Frozen. So it's still not due, I think, until 2024. Um, I would imagine so, yeah, because I don't think they've actually put not done any structural work yet, have they? They're, they're kind of working on the lake first and foremost. Yeah, so the the lake is pretty much dug out. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's that's the big central thing, literally. Um, so, uh, but 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 they are preparing the rest of the land for that to start going upwards. So that that is on its way. What we don't know 
about yet still is Galaxy's Edge or Star Wars, whatever yeah. you want to call it, the third bit. Now, and I've forgotten the name, uh, but uh, the, the the president of Disneyland Paris nowadays... Who's Natasha Rafalski, is it? It's something like that. I had, I had a lot of trouble talking about it the other day when I when I had the name in front of me. Um, but yeah, she was she was uh, questioned uh, about this at one of the press junkets about the the theme of the third land, and a quote was made which has has led to a lot of uh, discussion. Um, so she was asked about the third land, what the, the theme was, and she said the theme of the third land is still being. Uh, finalized and will be announced in due course immediately certain wings of the internet said that means star wars land is dead yeah um i think that's an overreaction and here's my thoughts on it i'll ask about yours in a second so um and i talked about this a little bit on, on disney parks uh the other day but so based on that comment alone she didn't mention star wars at all she mentioned, no. she mentioned that the theme hadn't been decided. Now, we, and we've talked about this on here before, the original plan was for Galaxy's Edge. We knew it was going to be a scaled-down version of Galaxy's Edge where we were only going to get Smuggler's Run and possibly a second attraction that wasn't going to be Rise of the Resistance. And we also saw that from the, the plans that we saw. You know, when they first announced it and they had like the artist's impressions of what it was going to look like, You know, there was not going to be a Rise of the Resistance. So it was going to be slightly different anyway. Um, so Galaxy's Edge, obviously, since that time has opened on both coasts, it's had its issues, it's had its criticisms, it's also had, obviously, its positive uh, feedback as well. Um, but you've got two lands that are identical in terms of what they offer and, obviously, when they're set. And we've discussed on here whether that's the right way to go. Because the one, you know, if, if nothing else, these are set between uh, films eight and nine. Um, you know, a lot of people have been quite vocal about not enjoying the last couple of films of the of the Skywalker saga, as it were. And since that, since those films have come out, we've had Disney Plus shows like The Mandalorian, which have been extremely well received, especially for a little uh, green... Uh, Alien, who may or may not be a ripoff of Gizmo from Gremlins, apparently. <laughs> um, we won't go into that. Um, so we've we've even discussed on here what they might do going forward if they were going to stick to the original plan of just replicating Galaxy's Edge, or if they were now thinking about maybe doing a different Star Wars land based around a different time period, because you can't have Grogu in Galaxy's Edge because it's set you know 30 odd years or so after the events of the Mandalorian. So if nothing else he wouldn't he'd he'd look like Yoda now, not not Grogu. Yeah, and that, and they'd already time posted it cuz Mando's helmet is in Ogres. Yes. Or in sorry, in the um salvage yard. But yeah. So, so yeah, so they so they can't have him as a, uh, a meet and greet character either. So so my personal feeling is it could well be Star Wars still. I see no reason why it's it's definitely not. 
at the same time, it also might be that they thought maybe we should whack another IP in there because yeah. we we know from other parts there's a Zootopia land uh, that's being done in Shanghai, yeah. I think. Yes. Um, they've also had really popular films like Moana. Yeah. Um, which doesn't really have any representation in the parks. Um, so that could be an area they go down. You know, they're doing a spin-off TV series, so that, that could be a thing. Um, you know, there, there are other things that they might do that would be slightly different. For me, I still think if they didn't do Star Wars, they'd be stupid because it is still a massively popular franchise. They're obviously doing all these other TV shows as well. There's new films on the horizon. You know, the first one, I believe, is starting production next year. So I think it'd be stupid for them not to do anything Star Wars based for a third land. Um, But time will tell. But all I got from that comment was that they were still deciding what to do. And I still think it's going to be Star Wars. I just don't think it's going to be what they originally planned it to be. Because a lot of times past, a lot of things, especially in Star Wars, have changed since then. You know, The Mandalorian hadn't hit when they first announced the expansion. Galaxy's Edge hadn't opened when they first announced the expansion. And now it's opened, and now they've seen the hole that they put themselves in. They are probably rethinking what they're going to put in that land. And I think that, personally, I think that's all it's going to be. Yeah. Uh, I take from that comment um, that she didn't want to say anything because we're what a month out from day 23 <laughs> i take it yeah. that the announcement will be coming very very shortly um yeah. it's been four years uh and i can't imagine that disneyland paris will be ignored again i think we will probably hear even more than just that land because there is god knows how much space around that lake that they're going to have to fill in at some point as well. Um, I think there will probably be another massive announcement about this expansion and further expansion coming in August. I mean, the parks haven't got less popular. No. Since they've reopened. You know, there have been multiple days recently before Avengers Campus opened up when it had reached capacity. Like, you couldn't go if you didn't have a reservation. So the parks are busy. The The new uh, Premier Access is doing well, or whatever the, the latest alliteration of that is. You know, there have been days when they've sold out of those as well. So that's that's been a slap in the face for all of us that were hoping it was going to fail. Um, yeah. You know, I think Disneyland Paris is now on an upward uh, trajectory. Now, the future of the world is in a very strange place because there's loads of um, issues across the globe in terms of uh, you know money and finances and stuff going up and people not getting paid and you know all this. So we could also see a, a bit of a downturn, but you know Disneyland Paris does seem to be on the up and up. Yep. So I think it's you know now it's been in the you know, under the ownership of Disney itself for uh, a few years and this expansion was the first of the announcements that they made after you know fully acquiring it um i think you're right 
and I think the timing is is key as well. Like you say, D23 is early September, right? think it's the end of August. No, doesn't it tie into Disney? Does it tie into Disney Plus Day? Which has been moved Possibly. this year because of D23. Um, but anyway, the, the, the fact is, it, yeah, it's coming up soon. In the next yeah, couple of months, we'll have first, D23. First full weekend of September, sorry. Right. 9th, yeah. 10th, and 11th. Yeah, because I think think Disney Plus Day this year is the 9th of September. Something yeah. stupid like that. Um cuz <laughs> just I'll just move my birthday. Sod it. Yeah. I don't want my, my birthday in July. It's hot. Don't like it. Um so yeah, I so I think you're probably on the money there. I think we're both right in yeah. different ways. <laughs> yeah. And I'm still convinced I I'm with you. I'm still convinced it will be Star Wars of yeah. some kind. I if, you, if you if you built Tatooine, then you can tie it into multiple different well everything's, eras. Everything's been on bloody Tatooine, hasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Prequels, <laughs> sequels, originals, TV series—they've yeah. all been on there. Yeah, they've all they've all bumped into there at some point. Um. So so yeah, I think, uh, and also as well, like I, I am literally trying to think of an IP that could fit in there. Why would you put another cartoon based land there? when you're building Arendelle. Yeah. Like, this should be a reflection of what Disney have. Unless it's going to be Springfield, which I don't think is a good idea anyway. Um, The only other thing, and and they've already got stuff related to it, would be Cars Land. Uh, But I don't think that's ever going to happen in Paris. I think it's far too late. I think the franchise... I know know there's another spin-off in the work, like TV spin-off in the works, but I, I think it's it's time is done in that regard. You know, yeah. they'd have had to have already done that. Uh, yeah, I, th- I think it's too and late. I think we can, we can safely say it's not going to be any of the new Pixar properties. <laughs> what are you saying about Lightyear? How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, if, if you listen to Disneyland stuff, you'd, you'd think that it was a massive, great big hit. The way they're talking about possibly retheming Space Mountain. Oh my god! To like, I mean, yeah. I mean, the, the thing is, it's going to be interesting. So let's end on this. Um, as we record this, uh, we now have a release date of uh, for Lightyear on Disney Plus. So third of August for at least most countries is going to be when when Lightyear makes its debut on the platform. Um, I can't. I don't have access to all the release dates for every version of Disney Plus, but certainly in the UK and the US, it's going to be 3rd of August. So it's coming soon, coming very soon. And most of that is because it's been a, a flop. There is, there is, yeah. you, you can't dress it up any other way. It has been a flop. Like, Top Gun has been out since May, and it's still near the top of the charts in both, you know, both here and the US. Yeah, um, I'm not getting a streaming release for months. They've, they've still not announced one. Still not no. announced one. They are, they are holding it back. And in fact, I got an email today telling me um, it's coming back to IMAX, 4DX, and ScreenX uh, at my local chain. And I will be going to see it again in 4DX because I can't wait until the end of the year or whenever it's going to get onto streaming. And I want to see it in the way it should have been seen the first time. Um, but, I mean, this film didn't reach the top spot on its opening weekend always a bad sign and 
in its, I think it was either weekend five or maybe weekend six, it was 10th in the US. Yeah. Right. It has dropped like a rock. And at the same time, The Rise of Gru, the latest Minions movie, made more in its opening weekend than Lightyear has almost made in six weeks domestically. Despite the claim in the first Minions film was a flop. Right. Well, I mean, it did a billion dollars. Yeah. I didn't think it was that popular, but it, it obviously was. Um, but do you know what I mean? Like, Lightyear has been a flop. I mean, it's... it's only, I think it's beaten uh, The Good Dinosaur, which was the biggest flop that they'd, they'd released up yeah. until that point. But you can't blame the pandemic anymore. Like, cinemas are opened no. up. Thor's been a big hit. Dot Strange was a big hit. Obviously, Spider-Man was a, a massive hit, and that was still during more pandemic-y times yeah. than we're in now. So this is not, not an excuse anymore. Um, and I don't know... I've seen I've seen Lightyear twice. I, I, I think it's a competent film. I think there are good things about it. Um, I don't think it deserves to be regarded as a bomb. It, it shouldn't have been a bomb, but also it wasn't going to be a Toy Story success no um and it'll be interesting to see because I, I i know a lot of people didn't bother to go and see it at the cinema couldn't be bothered no. to go and see it so because you know it's going to be on disney plus soon and i think we talked about this with marvel before you need to go and see a marvel film at the cinema one because you want to see it on the biggest screen you can but also because everything ties into other films and you know there were spoilers and you you want to bypass all of that stuff so you want to see the film as soon as possible with something like this you can wait for it to hit disney plus because you know it's going to be within a couple of months yeah and this is exactly the same you know 60 days 45 days i think it's 45 days um and it's on disney plus for free so you know it'll be interesting to see how popular it becomes when it hits disney plus but I don't think all this stuff that they were planning for is going to materialise. No. There won't be a sequel. Uh, Definitely not. I don't even think there'll be a spin-off TV series, to be honest. Um, and no. it's a shame, because it's not, it's not awful, but I get why it's not been a huge hit, but I'm still surprised at how badly it's done. And I think so are they. I think Pixar is in a very dangerous place at the moment yeah but we'll see anyway look this has been a really long episode our longest yeah. for quite a while so I suppose we should stop so people can actually uh, you know listen to something else get on one with their our, lives one of our other podcasts that we, we make <laughs> yeah you make loads oh. we make yeah. loads yeah um, but thank you uh, as always for taking us through uh, Avengers Campus and the latest Disneyland Paris stuff, um, oh. and hopefully, as I said, we will we will both experience it in future episodes yeah, yeah. and be able to say exactly what we think when we experience it ourselves. Yeah, um, and uh, at some point, I'll be able to compare the two. Well, exactly. Yeah, later on in the year. Not, sh- not sure which which way round you'll you'll be able to compare them, but you definitely will. Well, the preference is Paris will be first. I'm right. hoping. Yeah, yeah. Um, it is currently. That's how it stands at the moment. Right. 
Well, so let's, let's see. Let's see what happens. But uh, yeah. you know, thank you for for listening. Um, if you've got any feedback, any questions, we always like to have feedback and questions. Drop us an email or reach us yeah. on socials, and uh, we'll be back in August, hopefully, with another yeah. episode. And as I said, if anybody wants me to get, wants to get me that spirit jersey, give us a shout. Holla holla, y'all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Au revoir. Podcast is a That Production and part of the After Dark Podcast Network.